Welcome to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast. In this episode, we answer our students' questions and share information about yoga therapy and meditation with the intention of creating a new paradigm in wellness. What we're going to do today is we're going to kind of go over briefly sort of basic bits of information you'll need to use the course uh, and look at the basic frameworks that we're, we'll be working with. And it's really designed to help you get from, <clears throat> you know, wherever your practice is now. And really, um, that's an open-ended question. So wherever you're at now is perfectly fine, whether you're an advanced practitioner or you're just starting. Um, but everyone kind of has a different view of yoga practice. Um, but what we're going to be doing is looking at practices that balance the different aspects of ourselves so that by the end of the course, uh, we're prepared to uh, move forward with a really well-rounded practice and a very clear understanding of uh, what practices um, will balance you in which ways. So you can kind of emphasize some and de-emphasize others as the need arises. So. Um, the, these aspects of the self um, are called the koshas. Um, koshas translate in a lot of different ways. You'll hear them translated as the sheaths or the veils that veil us from our true self. Um, when people talk about the true self in, in yoga, right, we're talking about um, the self that binds us all, the larger self. Um, so in kind of traditional yoga, you know, you might look at each aspect of ourselves as um, slightly a problem, right? Because they get in the way of us seeing our true self or our connection to all or our divinity. However, um, the way I was taught to look at them, um, <clears throat> which is also old, it's just slightly off the classical model, is that each aspect of, of yourself is very important and is divine in itself. And so what my work as a yoga therapist and as a yoga practitioner, my own practice has been centered around is how do I and we contact each of these aspects of ourselves? Um, how do we really understand them? And then what yoga practices are most potent for balancing each aspect of ourselves? So, <laughs> so let's look at um, what these koshas are in the first place. Um, so. Uh, there's a lot of models in the world to look at yourself. So this is not the only one. And um, I think it's important when you're studying um, any kind of, you know, maybe Eastern philosophy, if you're a Westerner, to really understand that, you know, it's not that the one you're using is better um, than another one. It's more that um, they're different and they're elegant in different ways. So this is from um, the Koshik system is from the yoga tradition and the Ayurveda tradition. And so we're looking at the five aspects of the self. And I think they're really um, elegant way to look at it. So the, the Koshas themselves, um, the first one or the outermost layer uh, would be considered the physical body. And that's uh, Anamaya Kosha. And that relates to your physical body and, and the functions of it. And obviously... Uh, we need that to be working well most of the time or things are difficult for us. Um, and then the next layer would be the uh, pranamaya kosha. And that is the pranic body or the energetic body. Um, it is often linked to breath and many of the practices for it um, 
will be centered around breath. Um, but that is a different aspect of ourselves than the physical body, which we often work on with asana or physical yoga practice. So that's the second. The third kosha is manomaya kosha or uh, the kosha that relates to your conscious mind and thoughts. And so that's where you'll have a lot of, um, you know, things like philosophy or ideas would influence you greatly. Um, and then also, as we'll see, there are uh, technologies to get the thoughts to be uh, more balanced. Um, and another way to look at it would be more calm if that's what you're going for. So we'll be looking at that. Um, the fourth kosha is the Vijnamaya kosha. And I like to look at, call that either um, the intuition mind or the unconscious mind. You could, you know, use either of those phrases, but that's the part of your mind that exists sort of beyond or below your um, just, you know, working conscious mind so that um, when your Vijnamaya kosha is in balance, um, you're able to hear your intuition and information that comes from the place that's not in the conscious processes. So that's important. And often you hear people say, oh, I'm very intuitive, right? That's because they're in touch with their Vishnamaya Kosha. And then finally, uh, the innermost or the fifth Kosha is uh, Ananda Maya Kosha. Ananda means bliss in Sanskrit. And it's um, the part of us that is, um, it's considered the heart. And it's also the part of us that's connected to the universe and other people. Um, and with these five koshas, it's important that all of them are tended to and that we're in balance as best we can across uh, sort of our koshic um, body. And when we're not, different things result. Um, we can get different diseases, um, either dis-ease or disease, depending on the kosha. And, um, that's where often you will hear people saying, you know, say my hip hurts and then I had this insight and then my hip stopped hurting. So it must have been emotional or something. So I might say, oh, well, that makes sense because that is you getting in touch with your vision of my Akosha and then balancing that. And now your hip pain has gone. Now, of course, it's just as likely that you have hip pain and you're like, I had this big insight and my hip still hurts. <laughs> and that's because the vision of my Akosha wasn't the issue, right? Your uh, physical body, right, was the issue. And so you cleared it up there. So um, it's important to tend to each of them. And often, you know, as you get more in touch with each Kosha, it becomes more obvious which Koshas are giving you trouble. So that's um, how I like to think about it. The... Um, you know, in terms of deepening your practice, I think that um, balance, right, is, is extremely important, it is sort of radicalizing your thinking around how important this is. So in some traditions and the way some people think about it, it's like we're going further and further and further um, with one technique or one idea. And if we get all the way with that one idea, um, we will become enlightened. So I'm gonna just gonna say, for the record, that's probably true. However, um, for most people who live as householders, which you probably are if you're taking an online course, you're probably not a monk, you're probably not living on an ashram, but maybe you are. But um, for most people living what you would consider you know, regular lives, families, friends, obligations, um, having to deal with money and 
children and pets and taking care of your parents and all these things. Um, for us, you know, that model isn't so useful. And because we can't do that, we can't meditate 14 hours a day. We can't sort of ignore these large aspects of our lives um, in the name of enlightenment. I mean, anyone could choose to do anything, but if you haven't chosen to do that, the uh, model uh, we're gonna be working with, I think will be much more appealing. So especially those of you who are yoga teachers or have studied yoga for a while, and you're seeing that, you know, it's really, really helped you, and you're wondering what's next, like how do I deepen my practice? You know, how do I get more of this yoga thing in my life? And um, that's what this course is about. So balancing each of these koshas and really looking at each of these koshas and doing practices, which can be very simple actually, but of course you have to be organized and mindful and have discipline in all practice. Um, by, by using these practices, what you're going to find is in each aspect of yourself, you get more and more grounded and more and more balanced. And when you are truly balanced, right, you can see across your coaches, you get information from all your coaches. So you get information from your physical body that leads you more towards your spiritual self. And you get information from your energetic body, right? Deep balance in your energetic body leads you to more um, experience, right, of the greater self. And then deeper uh, balance in your mental body, make sure those thoughts don't get in the way, right? They just come and go and they're very useful to you. And that again, grounds you in reality and then lets you see the deeper aspects of yourself. Um, balance in your vision of Maya Kosha, your intuition body allows those deeper thoughts, those deeper pieces of information that maybe, you know, you've had trouble decision making or you're not sure like kind of what your life's purpose is and you're looking for information from the universe. Um, there's lots of ways to get that, but one of them is to balance your vision of Maya Kosha and then you can see more clearly. And then finally, you know, when you get down to the bliss body, the heart, when that area of yourself is balanced, you are always in contact with that which is relational and greater than you. And when you have that, you are filled up. You feel like you're not alone and you feel like um, everything is okay, even when maybe the externals aren't okay. And that bliss is the bliss that really comes from knowing yourself. So what we're gonna be working on is, again, balancing across all the koshas so you can move towards your own enlightenment in this way. And you can do it in life with the, um, the obligations and the external factors that are all around you. Um, my work and uh, you know my personal self and the work I share with others as a yoga therapist is all based on being able to do this and to be a yogi right within the world. So those are the koshas. The other thing we're gonna um, use is an Ayurvedic concept a little bit. And that Ayurveda, these Ayurvedic concepts are called the doshas. Um, so you might have heard these concepts before, these ideas before, and the, um, the doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. Um, these are the energies that are present in all the world, and these three energies are what create us. And these need to be balanced too. So 
we all have these these elements in us and um, sometimes it is a good kind of lens to view yourself through the doshas um, so that you can see which dosha is off and in in what way you should practice so we're going to work with the doshas vata pitta and kapha which i'll explain to you in a moment and we're going to work with them within the koshas so that might you know make your mind melt and you now you're right now you feel like you're doing math um, but it's actually similar than you think so in physical practice you'll be doing one of three types of practice based on your doshic imbalance so if you're more vata you might do this kind of practice and if you're more pitta you might do this kind of practice and if you're more kapha you might do this kind of practice and what you'll see is that that will help guide you for which practice balances your physical body. So I could just give everybody one practice to, to balance the physical body, and it might work okay. You know, there are definitely practices that are good for everyone. That's why you know I'm sure many of you go to yoga class and enjoy it. But when you really get more pinpointed with these doshas and what's more individual to you, you can fine-tune it more, and that's when the magic happens. So we'll be working with vata, pitta, and kapha. So... I just wanted to talk briefly about each of these, um, what are called doshas and what they are. So vata is the air and ether element. Um, <clears throat> and basically, there's a few things you'd want to know about vata. Um, the big thing is that, you know, when vata is balanced, things are going really well. So vata is air and it tends to, you know, be in balance, just like the air kind of moves here or there. But when you balance your vata, that's when you feel really together. Um, vata then becomes elevated, it becomes prana, and you, you have access across your koshas when the vata is balanced. When vata is imbalanced, it's the part of you that feels scattered. Um, it's the part of you that um, makes it so your thoughts move from one thing to another, which is actually natural, but when it's kind of happening too much that is a vata imbalance um, <clears throat> vata is also associated with dryness so when you're physically off vata wise um, dry skin would be kind of a really common um, vata imbalance um, symptom um, now the way i look at work with the doshas is not so much um, you know you are vata you know you are this we're more looking at what kind of imbalances do you regularly have? So if you're someone that's like, I can't keep it together, I can't move in a linear fashion, my thoughts are all over the place, um, you know, and physically maybe um, a kind of common vata trait would be being hyperflexible, uh, and another common vata trait would be um, problems uh, in the pelvic area of your body, so this lower part of your body here, that's all vata. So we're going to be looking at, and I'm just giving you an overview now, so the idea's in your head, but I mean, we're going to be looking at, oh, I, I tend to go out of balance in this vata way, so I'm going to try these vata practices and see if they balance me more. So that's vata. Pitta, when it goes out of balance, when pitta's balanced, it's great. Pitta is like, um, when it's elevated, it becomes tejas, and that's like, uh, the the juice that gives you spiritual discrimination. So when your pitta is really humming, you know, everything's going well, you also get a lot done and that's really cool. It's the fire element uh, you could think of it as. It's also related to water, but the easiest way to remember it is that's fire and it's like that spark. Um, 
it's really related to discrimination. So when pizza's balanced, you have really good discrimination. You know exactly what to do. Um, a lot of people who have a lot of balanced pitta in them are very intelligent, are very kind of um, get up and go. They get a lot done. Um, but when it's unbalanced, you get a bunch of problems. And one of the problems with unbalanced pitta would be that get up and go, right, becomes like really type A stuff and uh, you sort of can't stop. So if you feel like, you know, I'm often anxious and uh, like moving forward when I don't want to, um, the other thing that could come out of that is frustration and anger, you know, so that would be kind of a pitta imbalance. Another possibility in the pitta world is stuff to do with digestion because pitta um, governs digestion and digestive fire. So not really getting your nutrients properly. So a bunch of health concerns in that way would be a pitta imbalance. Um, often autoimmune diseases have a pitta component. Um, but I think, I think the, the main thing with pitta imbalance is, is the inability to relax. So unlike vata, where you're kind of scattered, pitta is like you really can't, you really can't relax. And if that's you, you might be working with some of these pitta balancing practices, right, to help you move further. So just for a quick example, if you're doing a lot of really intense asana and that feels really good to you and you feel like you're pitta imbalance and then that helps you, that would make sense actually. Um, but we'd have to refine that even further, right, because now you're still like really kind of jacked and juiced up and you're still having problems kind of getting really, really, really level. So that would, that would be an indication that your pitta is a little off and we'll have to work with that. And then finally, the third dosha is kapha, which is best to think of as earth. Um, and the big thing with kapha is uh, momentum. So really, when, when kapha, you know, kapha elevates to um, ojas, which is kind of like, I like to think of it as the, the stuff of love, right? So really balanced kapha people, right? Really open. They have a lot to give. Um, it's their hearts open and this is the kapha area. So it relates to the heart. And so when it's going well, you have a lot of kind of inertia and that inertia is good inertia. It's sort of like slow and grounded and steady. And every day you're getting up and you're doing in a good way, the same kinds of things that move you towards your goals. And if that's you know, a uh, deeper spiritual life, then you're moving towards that goal. If it's a, you know, a fulfilling uh, work life, you're moving towards that goal, but not, a, not in a way that's difficult for you, just in an open, grounded way. So when kapha goes off, we have a problem with inertia, and usually that inertia is not moving, right? So the couch potato, those, you know, times in your life where you're depressed and, um, you know, you can't, see the world from an open-hearted place. Everything just kind of sucks. That is a kapha imbalance. And that's how I usually see it. Um, it can also be things related to the heart and lungs. Um, and there's often, you know, correlations between sort of this posture and depression and heart problems. There's been some studies that link those together. So in our world, that's all kapha. So we'll be looking on, you're looking at, you know, if that's your issue, how to balance your kapha. Um, and the one thing you might have noticed from me speaking about those uh, few things is that 
you know, balanced, they're all good and they elevate into something amazing. So everything in you has the potential to transform and move you more towards your goal in yoga, which is to be a more open, you know, transparent, um, energetic, uh, connected person. Right. So even if your kapha is, you know, off and you're depressed, you know, you can turn that around. There are practices to help you. So we've got five koshas and three doshas. The problem is they're both shas, so they sound similar. So again, five koshas, the aspects of the self. Body, pranic body, conscious mind, unconscious intuition mind, heart five aspects of the self and then three energies that sort of govern us vata which is air pitta which is fire and kapha which is earth and how do we balance all of these things so everything goes better for us in our lives and that's what we're looking at here thanks for listening to the breathing deeply yoga therapy and meditation podcast If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a positive review, and sharing it with friends. For more information about our yoga therapy and meditation trainings and programs, visit breathingdeeply.com. This episode was taken from the introductory video to prepare students for our free six-week course, The Radically Balanced Yogi. To dig deeper into the doshas and koshas, and to learn practices to bring them back into harmony, sign up for this free six-week course. Find the link to the Radically Balanced Yogi in the show notes.